This show is brought to you by UNU Network. If you want to find information about all the shows under the UNU Network, check out Instagram with UNU underscore network. It's the Separate the Two podcast. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> we yo, out yo, back. Yo, yo, yo. We out Fix back. Fix motherfucking mic. Fix your mic. Yeah, that ain't gonna work. Let me sit up on this thing. We here to, it's, it's, whew, for, for those of you listening, let, let me, let me introduce the show. Let me yeah, let's get the, the proceedings show. out the way first. Let's get the, let let's get the small shit out the way. But I just, real quick, I just want to say, for those of you, those of you that are listening, as podcasters or, you know, uh, uh, you know, finding things to talk about sometimes can be a challenge. Definitely. Having things, finding, you know, good good things to talk about, entertaining things on this yeah. show. We w- like, without repeating ourselves a lot. Yeah. And on this show, we we like to inject ourselves into a lot of these situations and mm-hmm. stories. And along the way, you know, you have some shows to us, you know, that we feel like, oh, you know, it was cool. And then we have yeah. some shows that we feel like, oh, man. That, that was, was it. That was great. <laughs> Facts. Tonight, we got it's some stuff to it. talk about. <laughs> it's the Separate the Two podcast. I'm your boy, O King Johnny. Oh, Johnny. O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny with my co host. It's the your you stepchild G motherfucking deck. Bitch, I look better than Rick James. I look better than Rick James. Separate the. I put it like this. I think if it wasn't for the show and promoting the show, whatever. Right. I'd probably be done with, with social media. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of regular ass chicks that's got a lot of followers. hundreds of thousands. But you know what I'm saying? All the ones that's got they Insta, they uh, OnlyFans. Shit. Right. Or they they so, showed their ass at some point in time. Separate Oh, what was your first pet's name? He's like, oh, I had a pet. This is my pet. <laughs> but you don't realize, you know what I'm saying, this is all the shit they ask you on them little security joints, you know what I'm saying, when you filling out shit. Fat. He like that. Podcast. I'm your boy O King Johnny. I'm here with my co-host G Deck. Deck. 
How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. You feeling, I'm feeling good? good. Yeah, you feeling I'm good. good. I'm drinking so this we'll- nasty ass scotch. Oh, you drinking? Yeah, I ain't got. I ain't got nothing to drink. Let me That's get. Sorry, you don't need it. All right, okay, go. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Get, get settled. So we're gonna take y'all for a ride on this episode. Hopefully, ain't no feelings get hurt out there, but we're gonna make it happen. Oh, sip this drink. I done already went to the bathroom. Okay, so I'm ready. Hopefully I ain't got to disappear Because you know what I'm saying I've been drinking this goddamn What? Hold up nigga Hold on I got my drink in my two steps Shit ain't no goddamn drink What is that? Can you see that? Yeah I can see it Ain't no alcohol in it That shit look good too though This gonna turn me You probably wouldn't like this For real? You drink Have you ever drunk kombucha? Nah I just saw lemonade on that shit You know I love lemonade It's, it's, uh, it's a so, so to those listening I'm drinking a organic Kabucha with gin, it's a ginger lemonade. Um, this is Kirk Kirkland's. I got this from uh, Costco. So if you if you're interested in trying it, if you like kabucha, this is an organic kabucha ginger lemonade. What you got a pack of forty eight? Because I know you can't just get one out of Costco. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a I got a big ass box of it. <laughs> but yeah, if you want, you know, alcohol. Some people for them to turn up, they need alcohol. For some people to turn up, they need to smoke. You hear rappers talk about. Smoking weed tonight is kombucha. Hey, what was we saying? What was we saying? I'm sorry. Oh no, you were just saying we about to we're gonna turn up. All right, gonna be one of them episodes. This gonna be one of them episodes because I'm triggered. Shout out to. Oh, shout out to the UNU Network, shout yes, out sir. to Unprocessed Knowledge, Three Stars, Two Bars, and A Taste of Consider. Uh, recently, he put out a, sh- a Taste of Consider put out a show, uh, Trigger Warning, and I'm here to tell y'all today I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Okay, before we get into it, because I'm turned right now. Mm-hmm. I got to say this too I, I want to get all this out the way Because I'm not coming back to none yeah. of this Alright Get it back Get it out the way Shout out to my man Lawrence I hit Lawrence up a few weeks ago I said man I'm having a hard time Getting this next gen Xbox I'm finally ready I thought it was going to be easier for me to get a box This shit is <laughs> next to impossible Yeah, and my call man, in the wolf I had to call <laughs> in the wolf Call my, in the wolf My man Lawrence said Say no more And today Today, I cracked the box open. So after this show, I'm going to kick back and see what that next gen is working with. We here to party. You understand what I'm saying? I can't wait to get my hands on that thing. Yours. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) Hey, and somebody DM me and asked me and said, they asked me something. They said to me that they say y'all better chill out on all this uh <laughs> all this gay stuff because <laughs> my pause game is on point bro i'll tell y'all be i said <laughs> i said we be trying to remember to say pause but shit just be rolling right i mean sometimes right. you know some things we just do on purpose you know what i'm saying no you do <laughs> yes true but but we here we here and we are two straight heterosexual men we love women and nothing depends against. on what day of the week it is <laughs> that's him talking about me <laughs> But that's that's nothing against, you know, people that are gay. We love gay people too. Hey, shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody listening. Listen. Your arms look like they need to be rubbed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me chill. <laughs> hey, Let's get to it. 
Shout out to our uh, 800 or so or nine, whatever. I got to look at the numbers. Eight or 900 yeah. subscribers. Listen, y'all are like family to us. Yeah, if you got family. any, you, Yes, if you got any suggestions or anything you want to say, hit us up. I'm here tonight. I'm going to tell y'all this quick story and then we're going to get into it. I'm going to tell y'all how I fucked up royally today. Oh, shit. So I took a, I took a, um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting a new contract. Um, for those of you that, that have listened and may not know, I'm a, uh, I work in the security field. I'm a regional manager for, for, um, I ain't going to say getting on the right. I'm a, a company. I'm a, yeah. I'm, I'm a regional manager for a company and I just took another contract. Um, this pandemic has been a blessing in disguise for me. So it's a, this whole working from home thing, um, Right before the pandemic started is when I started this position, and this position was pretty much like a work-from-home position. And mm. so um, it's given me an opportunity to branch out and, and dibble and dab and some other things. So I took on another contract. But I say all this to say, I'm going through the process now of, of getting all my paperwork for them together. And, you know, you got to do all the application stuff and background stuff and clearances and all, you know, everything they got to make sure you know my clearance is good and you know i already have a clearance but they got to make sure it's good and all this blah 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 so long story short <laughs> um i had to send oh i had to send my birth certificate my social security number and my mm. driver's license right and when you send it through email we do an encrypted uh encrypted email right okay so if for those you don't know what a crypto email is it's basically I send the email over and the person receiving it, the only way that they can open what I'm sending is they have a, I give them a, I make a password for it and I give them the password. Oh, okay. So that way they can't just pass your, you know, people can't just pass your shit around. They have to have that password to open it. Got you. So long story short, I'm like, damn, I can't. So I have, I have a, uh, I have multiple computers set up cause I, I also trade. So I was on my Mac and I don't really know how to do it on the Mac, so I needed to transfer it to my PC. So I was like, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just send the files through my email from my Mac back to myself and just open it on my PC so I can do the encryption, right? Okay. So you know how you go on your email, and when you go to type an email, it brings up, you know, like a past email. Okay. Right? So, like, like I have, of course, I have multiple emails. I have the you and you podcast email. I have separate the two email. I got my personal email. I got a Gmail. I got a Hotmail. I got um, my work email, right? Mm -hmm. So my work email is my first name dot my last name at my company. So when I went into the email, it automatically pulled up my work email. So okay. I'm like, I don't want to send it to my work email. I want to send it to my Gmail. Okay. So, of course, I got to go in and change you know, what I'm sending it to. So my dumb ass changed the at, right? So at uh, gmail.com mm -hmm. and hit send and forgot to change the front part. Oh, the, so, the first name, dot last name. So instead of it being my Gmail's email, it still said my first name, dot my last name at gmail.com. Mm. I say all this to say, I just sent somebody out there in the world oh, my, social, my social security number, my birth <laughs> certificate, and my driver's license. Damn. Well, the nigga already got your name, so he good. <laughs> Bruh, I said somebody can run a muck right now right. with my shit, right? <laughs> Y'all got the same name. 
So, of course, I'm, I'm tripping out in here. I'm having an anxiety attack about this because I'm like, yo, mm. I just gave somebody all my shit. Right. So I called another wolf. I got another wolf. I can't say their name. I said, <laughs> I said, yo, I just sent all my shit to a wrong email and it went through. Because, you know, if it was a bad email, it would have sent back this mail oh, can't. This mail can't be delivered. You know what I'm saying? Bye, bye, bye. So there is my first name dot my last name at, at Gmail, Gmail out there. Okay. Dang. So I called That's another tough. wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I called I called another wolf and I'm like, yo, this is the situation. They say, all right, hold on. I say all this to say, my wolf, I can't say the name, mm. sent me not only who the person was. Who that email went to, but I have a phone number and an address. Damn. So nigga, <laughs> Act stupid if, if you want. If you do something, <laughs> Act stupid I'm if you want. on your ass. Yeah, we and got just, your shit. Just in case, I went to all my uh, credit bureaus. Uh, How you say it? Barrows, barrows, bureaus. <laughs> all my credit bureaus. <laughs> <laughs> I went to all my credit bureaus. <laughs> Run, yeah. let that go. <laughs> if I said it right. No, not at all. Not even close. And you're but, not about to make me fuck it up. <laughs> so I went to them and locked all my stuff. So mm-hmm. just in case somebody tries some funny stuff, they'll be on top of it as well. So yeah, so that was the crazy shit I did today. Yeah, Hold on, I gotta, take, I gotta take one more break. I gotta turn this A on. Hold on. Fast. He should have just took his shirt off. Ooh, this scotch is horrible. I just want y'all to know. I wish I knew the name of this shit, but scotch is not. It ain't something you drink. That's something you sip. But What's this that? one ain't. This this scotch I was talking about. This shit is just not good, bro. <laughs> Wait, for it's real? been. I, yeah, I had it for about damn. I had it about two months. Mm. Might have been longer than that, but this shit is just not. But usually, I got it because you know. Usually, when you're watching these TV shows or movies. You know, people, the rich people usually drinking scotch. Okay. When they come home or whatever, they always pouring out some scotch. And I was like, damn, I need to get on that wave. But it's one of those things that you're going to sip it. It ain't something you're going to just drink, drink, drink. You're going to sip it once and that's it. Mm. So I guess it serves its purpose. But are scotches all created equal? I I mean, I guess it's in the same. No, I haven't. This is is my first one. Okay. I I don't know what else I need to try, but. I get. Yeah. I mean, it serves its purpose. It ain't something you like. I say you want to just drink, but well, you, it just you don't know, taste good. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, I you know I'm I'm no expert of alcohol at all. But yeah. I'm now that you say that, I'm just curious. Like maybe you know, like like all things, if maybe yeah, definitely higher brand. end shit. Yeah, probably yeah. Mac. Yeah, but I ain't paying two hundred dollars just to. I feel you. I feel. Yeah. You. I feel you. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. The big controversy in podcast world. Do, do, do. The JBP Joe Button podcast broke up yesterday. Officially. Officially. Because they Officially. did it before, but this one wasn't they was, official. They was, they was pretty much done, but yesterday it became official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we, I say all the time. So, so real quick, for the, for okay. the people who are not really familiar with the Joe Button podcast. I, I'm pretty sure people know who Joe Button is. But he has a podcast with, I guess you could say, 
three of his friends, how we perceived it, the world perceived it, was okay. three of his friends. Two mm-hmm. on screen and one guy that wasn't on screen, Parks. Right, behind the scenes. Yeah. He's, so he's, to us, they're one big family. One big family. One big family. And I, 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 I am one of those ones that have followed Joe Button's podcast career closely due to the fact that he sort of has crossed some he he has crossed some barriers or created an atmosphere mm-hmm. that that shows it's possible to do podcasts and be um financially be yourself but be financially mm-hmm. successful doing true, it true, without true. without um having to only um make money off of your own merchandise he's actually been able to uh sign lucrative deals mm-hmm. and advertisement deals behind his podcast now for me i've without always, compromising himself without compromising himself and for me i've always known about podcasts because podcasting is not new podcast has been around a long time right. but he's the first one i i for me that i follow african-american wise i guess well, because yeah. he might be one of the biggest. I'm trying to think of who else had a a popping podcast like like he do. I know uh, what's him? my man. What's my man? The white guy. I heard he got a real great one. He like the the the, the guru right now. What's his name? The white uh, guy. Rogan. Rogan. Yes, yes. You know, I know he's yeah. really big for for them. But, but for us, more, I think he was more YouTube though. Right, but I think for podcast purposes, I think Joe might be our biggest. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Joe, Joe to me is like, well, what's your man that got locked up? He he was the first one that really like Taxstone. Okay. Taxstone. Yeah, 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 yeah. To me was the first that like really okay. like yeah, 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 yeah. bought attention to you yeah. can do some shit with this podcasting. Right. But you kind of could see that Joe Joe's been outside of rapping. I mean, you know, I didn't I mean, I listened to Joe but not not really seriously, but Joe if you follow Joe He's been setting this up for a while. Hell he yeah. has a real creative mind, and he he knows how Hell he knows yeah. what's next, and he knows how to pretty much bank on himself. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And it's we paying off at it. this point. Yes, it's finally paying off. He's put that work in. So, so, so that's the that's the Joe Button podcast. Now, I'm putting emphasis on Joe Button podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now. When he first started out and I first started listening to him, it was called I Will Name This Podcast Later or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And when he when he signed the deal with uh, Spotify, I want to say back in 2018, maybe, it became the Joe Button Podcast. Now, okay. Um, just and for, the, for the record, too, I wanted uh, you and you to be named a podcast about nothing. I just wanted to put that out there. That was that was that was the name I had originally for the show. A podcast about nothing. So yeah, you. So today I. Had but I to like ask, his. I, I'll name the podcast later. I like that. That was that was creative. Yeah. Now I I had to ask the crew today because I couldn't remember when exactly you and you podcast started. They said in 2017. So that that's what we came up with. This 2017. Yeah, that's 2017. What they, I can't remember, dog. I th- Damn, it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, we ain't even a year old. Yeah, so that'd be twenty twenty. 
Yeah, that might be 2017. 2017. Okay, so for right now, until I can sit down and really uh, figure yeah. it out, we're gonna go with 2017. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so the U and U podcast started in 2017. So, so but, but let's get back to Joe. Yeah. So, Joe, let's go. Let's go back even further. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe started the whole. Uh, this is this is life after rap. He right. started sort of with like his own personal YouTube page where he sort of started um, recording himself. Blogging. Yeah. Yeah. Blogging. Like, vlogging. Yeah, v- yeah. Vlogging his relationship, him yeah. and Tahiri. And, and this was Tahiri. before anybody. Like, I don't remember nobody else doing this shit. This was before Love and Hip Hop. Right. Definitely before Love and, and Hip Hop. And yeah. that's why Joe says he created Love and Hip Hop because okay. he's saying that whole dynamic. Came, came from, from what I was doing. Okay. Right? Which which makes sense. Yeah. He's he's a rapper. He's mm-hmm. he's showing the ins and outs of his relationship through video right. on YouTube, right? Yeah. From from there, Love and Hip Hop came about, and then mm-hmm. he was on Love and Hip Hop. Okay. Right? And then I know Jim was big on it too early on, Jim Jones. Not with the cause he had the first show, didn't he? Before Jim, was, Jim was the first love and hip hop, but Joe was saying the idea yeah, yeah. of love and hip hop came, came from, yeah. from. I agree. Yeah. I, can, I can see that. So for him, he's like, no, I didn't start um, love and hip hop, but the, the, idea. the creative idea came from me, right? Mm-hmm. And I imagine, in a way, you feel like, damn, you know, they kind of stole my idea, right? Right. So he ended up doing the show, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so there was a lot of... Joe didn't really become super huge as a rap artist, but the love and hip-hop thing sort of put him back in front of everybody's faces. Mm -hmm. And he capitalized on that, right? Facts. So some people might not remember, Joe was actually doing a radio show at one time. Okay. He was doing a radio show. So I, I'm bringing that up because there's your on the mic talking, you know, yeah, like getting that experience, like that radio <clears throat> talking. Because mm. I think Joe is very good at just talking and talking. expressing himself. He definitely just, is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he does that great, right? Yeah. Regardless of what you feel about him as a person, regardless of what you feel about. Uh, his rap career, whether you thought he was a good artist, or regardless of what you feel about his relationships, regardless of what you feel about his time on Love and Hip Hop, the dude does what he does well. Right. Period. Okay. He starts a podcast, uh, and it was you know it was called "We'll Name This Podcast Later," mm-hmm. and it started out with Is him. This before he did uh, Complex. Yes, before okay. he did Complex. Okay. He's he he did started the podcast. It was him, a girl, and I think it was just him and a girl. And then Roy came, Rory came along. Okay. And then uh, a little bit later on, Maul came along. And Joe talks about that <coughs> in the in the last episode uh, rant that he did. He he mm-hmm. explains that breakdown. So if you want to hear that, go listen to Joe. But I'm I'm saying all this for anybody that may not be completely familiar Hipped on what's going on. Right. With what's going on. Because Separate the Two is your favorite podcast. You don't really listen to Joe. Buddy. Right. And it's no so, nec- it's no need to listen to him either. You know Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Right. So 
Joe, so how, where, where, where do you want to start with this? Where do you want to start with this? Because it's it's so much to unpack in this situation. Well, let's 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 just go ahead and and give them the the rundown of what's going on, and then we can kind of go I into. So you do it because I, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. So you take. Okay, yeah, but you're gonna talk a lot this show. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. this, this is relatable. But okay, so Joe and them they they did the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe ended up doing the complex show with DJ Academics, which was a hit. Mm-hmm. She was great. And I guess when it came to contract time, Joe didn't feel the money was right. And <clears throat> this is another thing I guess we should say about Joe. As as much people as much as people paint him as a bad person or they say he fucks up deals or whatever, Joe is really uh big on getting his worth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's not gonna settle for nothing that ain't you know what he feel mm-hmm. like it's his worth, so he backed out of the complex shit. End up doing his uh, podcast full time. Mm-hmm. The complex show went to shit because they couldn't replace him. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he went on to do his show with his folks. They did the Spotify thing. That shit went well. It came back to contract time. He didn't like the money. They moved on from that. Mm-hmm. But all in all, he kept the same three Energy. quote four. Yeah, them yeah. four. They went on to, I guess, the new one with Patreon or whatever and was mm-hmm. doing fine. Mm-hmm. And then some tensions started to show up, which we didn't mm-hmm. know what, was, what it was about, but there were some tensions there. Okay. I want you to keep okay. going, but, let, but you brought up Complex, so I want to mm-hmm. touch on that. After I listened to Joe, cause I listened to all this shit, because th- like I said, this shit had me so triggered, I needed to know all the information <laughs> I could possibly find. I have not been, uh, I have not been so obsessed and so uh, into something mm-hmm. like I've been into into this in a very, 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 very <laughs> long time. Like that's how triggered I was, and you go, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about why. But after listening to Joe, academics who can't stand Roy and Maul, right. He came out and he started talking about his disdain for Roy and Maul. He basically was uh, gloating about, I was right all along. You know, you niggas thought y'all was more than what you was. It was it was like a great day for him. He's You could tell right. academics been waiting that, for... Uh, that I told you so moment. Exactly. Okay. But in the midst of that, he... Being a person that worked closely with Joe Button at academic uh, at Complex, he says, "Me and Joe have not talked. We we he said we've had no conversations about Rory and Maul whatsoever. Right. He said up until recently, but we're gonna get to that. But he said Joe is Joe, and what he was saying was." When he said, when I first came and started working with Joe, I was like, yo, this dude is nuts. Like <laughs> he was like, one thing, he said, one thing I'll say about Joe is Joe is Joe all the time. All the time. It ain't no, it ain't no in when between. The camera's on type shit. It, he said, Joe is Joe. He mm-hmm. said, and everybody that knows him, that gets close to him, they know Joe is Joe. Hence why people say, uh, you know, let's hope Joe don't fuck it up. Because people close to him know they right. look at it as Joe fucking something up. But uh-huh. Joe know what Joe know what he's doing. Yeah. 
So he said in a complex situation, he, you know, he was in a dispute with them about, you know, the contract or whatever, da da da. And he said Joe would sit in meetings all the time and tell people, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. If you don't like what I'm doing or what I'm saying or whatever, you can leave. You can walk mm-hmm. out the door. You can leave. That's always Joe's approach. Always, <laughs> always, always. This is this is academics talking. Okay. And, and academics say he said, but I have to say. As time went on and time went on and time went on, and I and I realized, okay, this is Joe. Then stuff Joe would say, stuff Joe would do, even though it looked crazy, it was loud, it, he was right. passionate. At the end, he was right. This is this okay. is what this is what Ak academics said. are saying. So so Ak said, I'm gonna let y'all know something that you know people don't know. Joe was asking for. He, Joe had certain demands, right? Mm-hmm. They wasn't giving him the demands. Ak was saying, I felt like I couldn't come at them the way Joe was coming at them because, like, nigga. I ain't, I ain't Joe. I ain't Joe. I ain't I had need no, this. Yeah, I ain't had <laughs> no right. rap career. I ain't had none of that. He said, but he said what really stamped it for him with Joe was, Joe. he said, Joe called him and said, nigga, all that shit they talking about in that meeting, I'm not coming back. This shit is over. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm just letting you know I'm not coming back. But he was like, but look, he was like, I'm telling you, man, everything that I'm asking for is the right thing. Like, this is what they should be doing. He was right. he felt like that they should have been getting money from other advertisement things that were coming in based on the show. But right. I'm saying all this based on his name, though. I remember him saying that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff, you know, that was coming in, you know, and he felt like. Him, Nadeska, and Ak should been getting a cut of that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Based on, you know, your level of importance. Yeah. I'm going to put mm-hmm. it like that, okay? So Joe, but Joe was like, nigga, I'm not coming back. So let me, so I'm going to just tell you this, just in case you don't know. That makes you the man. Right. Ak said, Joe told him, stick them niggas up and get what you, you know what I'm right. saying? Cause get your money. He said, because me leaving now, they need you. Right. He was like, take advantage of it. Right? Okay. Now, me hearing that confirmed for me some things that I felt about Joe Button. Okay. And what it com- what it confirmed with me was once again, okay, Joe is a straight up on top of the table. Nigga, this is me. This is what I feel. Right. If you don't like it, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cool. I can do yeah, yeah. Cool, right? I'm with people displaying their true self, being their true self, and I can rock with that. I know how to navigate when you're your true self. I'm saying right. this for a reason. I'm going to let you go. Okay. So they moved on and, and mm-hmm. did their podcast full time. I think they did tours and all that before mm-hmm. uh, before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And they was popping. Mm-hmm. So they didn't take the, the, the re-up or the Spotify or whatever, start doing their own thing. And again, this is four friends doing a show, and everything looked Keep going. amazing. Okay, it, it looked stop. good. Now, pause. Okay. One of his beefs with Spotify was when they were going on these tours, which which turned out to be big, big, and they made more money than they thought they were going to make. Like they mm. was like, this shit went great. Spotify wanted a piece of it. Because Spotify's thing was that Spotify felt, he said, Spotify felt like we are the reason 
that you guys have counterpoted to the level that you are. We feel like we should get a part of that. Mm-hmm. Joe's like, I fucking paid it. Even though I felt like they shouldn't have got a damn of this shit. Right. I went on and paid it. I, I paid what they was asking for because I'm like, all right, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's business, right? So that was one of the beefs. So when, when they came to the table for the new for the re-up, mm-hmm. Joe, I imagine in Joe's business mind, he was saying, if y'all niggas going to be taking cuts, then we yeah. need even more money. You know what I'm right. saying? Right, right, right. To, to even this shit out. Go ahead. Okay. So, and I guess what I will say about Joe, now I'm not the biggest Joe Button fan. I, I didn't really listen to the show. I listened here and there. Um, and one thing that I did, hear him say and which i guess is true he said no matter what he finished out every contract amen like no matter how he felt no matter what it was he's like he felt he fit he finished out the contract and then when it came to negotiation times that's when he bought up mm-hmm. the things he wanted or he wasn't gonna do or what he would want to do and if they didn't match it then he was leaving yep. so he it's important to say that he finished out every contract every contract sort of like what we always say about LeBron James. People felt like when LeBron James left Cleveland, mm-hmm. you know, he did Cleveland dirty. And I've always said, and I'm saying this for a reason, because I just want to I want to continue my consistency. Because motherfuckers okay. don't be consistent, right? <laughs> I've always said, as long how you how you saying LeBron turned his back on Cleveland? How you say LeBron turned his back on Miami? How you say LeBron turned his back on Cleveland a second time when he's always rolled out his contract? Always. LeBron has never demanded a trade. Right. Never. Right. Never. Motherfuckers demand trades all the time. LeBron all has never time. done that. <laughs> he's never done that. He's always right. rolled out his his contracts. Go ahead. All right. So. They continue on to do this great thing as friends, and then all of a sudden it got weird. I don't know how or why, but it got weird, and then there was a, a split, a break. Mm-hmm. Rory and Maul took some time off. Joe continued to show with two other guys. Mm-hmm. Then recently, Rory and Maul came back, mm-hmm. and they all sat down and discussed their issues. Which mm-hmm. it sounded to us like, okay, everybody's back, everybody on the same page. We good. Mm-hmm. Then today we get the, the news that it's officially done and Joe completely just told everything. Basically. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So I'm I I want you to start out on purpose because I'm telling y'all I'm gonna be long winded tonight. Right. That's that's what we're here for. But what was on what you heard, what was your feelings on it? And 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 I'm gonna, I wanna, I want us to take our time and slow walk this because it's a lot of dynamics. Okay. You you got business happening. Right. You have a power struggle happening. True. You have friendships bi- happening. You have friendships happening. You have people riding along that depend on this show for their livelihood. Right. It's a business. So, so that's a lot of dynamics, right? Right. This is not you work at McDonald's, you tired of flipping burgers, you say, fuck this, I quit this shit, and you walk out that's the all. door. You leaving don't affect shit, right? Right. But in this situation, which is very unique, it's a very unique situation, right? 
If somebody leaves, it can affect the overall product. It can right. affect people's livelihoods. Right. How did you how what part of that do you want to start with? Well, let's let's go back to the not this show, but the show before when they came back and they Excellent. kind of talked about their issues. Got and it. I know well, first of all with Maul cuz they never really discussed Rory's part in this. It was mainly Mm-hmm. To me, it just felt like it was mainly Maul felt a way about Joe, whatever Joe and Rory had going on, and Maul chose to to step back, and Joe felt like he took Rory's side. Absolutely. So in in what Maul was saying, he felt disrespect, not disrespected, but he felt a way when Joe uh, added his added two more people and kept the show going. He was like, that was fucked up. Like, how do you just keep the, the show going? And to your point, what Joe said, like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. people depend on this. Mm-hmm. Like, people are paying bills behind this show. Like, we have workers. Yep. I can't just stop because y'all decided y'all didn't want to show up. And I agree. That, that was kind of, you know, it made sense business-wise. And I think, I think with me, I'm torn between the two because... It's the friendship part, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's the business part. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get both sides. It's, it's like Maul was kept saying that at the end of the day, fuck business, fuck money. It ain't about none of that. I felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. And if there's no respect here, then there's no need for us to continue to do anything. Like at, mm-hmm. We're friends first, and that's what I agree with. Like We're friends mm-hmm. first. There, there should be some kind of level of respect. Before we do anything, like mm-hmm. things don't happen if we have respect. Yep. Let's so let's let's stay let's because I want to slow walk this. I want to. Okay. This is so important. <laughs> so before Maul had the issue with um, Joe doing another show. Before that issue, Maul had an issue with Joe telling Rory, telling Rory, right, take a few days off. Right. Now let's put this in perspective. They record twice a week. Mm-hmm. So a few days off means, could mean, you know, sit out a, a show or two. Let's say right. two shows, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting out two shows turned into well, four, four or six <laughs> weeks, okay? Right. Four or six weeks. So, I, I, and I'm pointing this out for a reason. So, first Maul has an issue with Joe telling Rory, take some days off. Right. And Maul says to Joe, who, who are you to Who are you yeah. to tell Rory to take days off? Right. And Joe's thing is, nigga, I am the I am no, the no, 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 okay, no, okay. no, 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 hey, okay. you you going too far. Okay. Because when, so when I heard that, mm-hmm. I was with Maul again. I'm like, gotcha. yeah, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like this is a this is a us thing. Mm-hmm. Who are you to make a decision for us without talking to us? So again, mm-hmm. all this made sense because while they're telling the story, Joe is being quiet. Joe is giving them the floor to talk. He ain't saying much. He's letting them get their shit off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm agreeing with Maul. I'm like, yeah, like if this is us, mm-hmm. this ain't your show. This is our show. You know what I'm saying? So if if it comes to our show business, then we should discuss it first. Mm-hmm. And I agreed. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that was kind of fucked up. And then uh, Maul said something about, he asked him something. He was like, this don't, 
this this don't concern you. This show don't concern you or something. And yes. again, I'm like, damn, like, how you gonna say that when it's y'all's show? Like, how do mm-hmm. how you gonna tell this man? So again, Maul was like, Yeah, I felt disrespected, that's why I fell back. But in Joe's mind, he like, you choosing Rory over me. Mm-hmm. You know, so or Rory over business. Well, it shouldn't have never been like because I guess they had history before Rory and and Joe said he felt a kind he felt a way about the shit. Mm-hmm. Now, let me also say, more. I like how we doing this. We gonna, we we going we going do more first, okay? Okay. More for as long I've been listening to the show for a long time. I listen to the show religiously. Religiously, I love the show. More has always had the energy or the attitude of I don't want to be here. <laughs> not no, not so much. I don't want to be here, but nigga, I'm just I'm coming to kick it with my friends. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if we okay, make I give mo- you that. <laughs> if we make money off of just kicking it, then that's just cool. a cherry on top. But I'm coming to just to kick it with y'all niggas. You know Got what I'm you. saying? Okay, I, I give you that. Yeah, that's the vibe he gave me. His vibe is, I don't care nothing about the fans, what they got to say. I don't care nothing about this podcasting. I don't care nothing about the money. Just give me my respect. Let's kick it, have a good time. And whatever comes yeah. from that, comes from that. Okay. So, so that's that's more position. So he says. I'm holding gotcha. up quotation fingers because <laughs> this, I'm, going, I'm going really, really digging this shit. Okay? So okay. that's so he says, right? So Joe, like you said, Joe came with the energy of like, nigga, you know, you chose... Man, you go back further than right. you and Rory or me and Rory. Because cause Joe thing is, I ain't known Rory that long, and you known him even less. Right. That's, <laughs> right. that's Joe's position, right? Mm. So business and friendship. Friendship, right. So Joe is up against two things. Yeah. Because and more, which- because hold on, because mm-hmm. more standpoint is fuck business, fuck all that. I'm here right. as a friend. I'm here as to kick friend. it. Right. He's coming from that one angle. Joe has two angles he got to come from, okay? Yeah. The business and our friendship, all right? So those are a lot of emotions right there. Go ahead. You was about to say something. Damn, I forgot what I was about to say, too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Okay, but, so go ahead. No, nah, I forgot it. <laughs> so that's well, no, 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 no. Okay. And, and to Joe's point, Mm-hmm. He's he's not even worried about picking sides. He's saying, first of all, there shouldn't be no sides to pick. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not asking you to pick a side. You know what I'm saying? First of all, it's business, so you should you should always be on the side of business. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But this ain't I'm not involving you because this ain't got nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to choose my side or his side because there's no side to choose. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he's saying. And and another thing too for for the people out here. I've noticed something too, because I was a Joe, but I, I I couldn't really get with Joe Button, like his his tone, his voice, and I still kind of think Joe has a lot of lot of past that that, that uh, that's molded his his present now, and it kind Absolutely. of is the reason why he acts a certain way. But I will say this: listening to Joe and watching Joe is two totally different things. When you listen to Joe, it sounds bad. It sounds mm-hmm. horrible. It just sounds like he's just sunning niggas all day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's just over-talking niggas, screaming, whatever, whatever. But when you watch it, 
it makes more sense because you understand it. It doesn't mm-hmm. come off as aggressive and as as a big boy and niggas like he's actually just passionate. Mm-hmm. And you can look in his face that it's not malicious. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people they hear it and they don't they don't receive it well because the way it's coming off. And and, and to piggyback on what you saying, because because what you said is great. Let's 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 step away from this situation and let's talk about other situations. His okay. situation with Charlemagne, his situation when people was putting out accusations about him being a woman abuser. Right. His situation with Spotify. This I tell people all the time. I be like, yo, I relate to Joe on so many levels, and people be looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm and so <laughs> here's here's one of those instances when Joe was passionate about something. If Joe is angry about something or if Joe is hurt by something, it comes off loud, mm-hmm. obnoxious, uh, aggressive, all right. that. Because when, if you notice, anybody that listens to the show, when he was ranting and raving about the Spotify situation, nobody else in the room talked. It was all Joe. Mm-hmm. And Joe would tear in the Spotify. Right. When, when they were going at it with Charlemagne, Nobody in the room talked but Joe. And Joe would take that. When Joe was passionate, angry, hurt by something, it comes off rah-rah. Right. It com- His voice is heavy and groggy. Yeah, heavy. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, he cursing and he, you know, I don't give a Cutting fuck. motherfuckers off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it come in. But so I'm saying this for a reason. So I don't understand how people can see him. In every situation that that causes either pain, anger, or frustration in the way he act, and then look at this situation and say, "Oh, Joe, Joe tripping." No, that's Joe. Yeah, all the time. All that the time. is Joe, and I want to keep pointing that that is Joe out for a reason because I'm gonna bring this shit full circle. Okay, so that is Joe. And I agree. Right. I didn't even and, and realize, Ball. and that's Joe and Ball. And I didn't even realize that until you said that to me. I was like, "Damn, I never thought about it that way." You get a different feeling from watching him yeah. versus uh, listening to him. And I and I equate it to text messaging. Okay. Yeah. I can send a text, and you can read it and take it with a total different. Uh, tone or vibrato than mm-hmm. what I was sending. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so a lot of things get misunderstood in text messaging all the time. Yeah. And I've even been in situations where I'm going back and forth with a person and I'm texting them and the responses that I'm getting I'm saying to myself, now let me call this nigga because <laughs> <This, nigga tripping. laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is real aggressive. No, I'm, I'm making sure Are we on on the same page or you on some other shit, right? Right. So I've been known to like be in a back and forth in text messaging and then call like, bro, I had to call you because I wasn't sure where the energy was going. They be like, oh, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. I just wanted to make sure because text messages can be misconstrued. So so, so your, your example of watching him versus listening to him. I equated it to like text messaging. And I I do that with everything because I like to give like a tangible example to whatever it is that we talk about. But not even text messages. If 
like I know me, you know what I'm saying? If if I'm having a discussion or, you know what I'm saying, I'm I'm I guess passionate or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know I can dominate a conversation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And a lot of people when you're I night I mean I guess loud cuz I don't really get loud. Sometimes I get loud. But whatever, I get if we're loud. angry. I get loud. Yeah. I sweat. But, I do all this. <laughs> but even in the argument, you know what I'm saying? Like no one's going to receive your words. If they're intimidated, you know what I'm saying, mm, and mm. and a lot of times when you you know you're arguing, you're making your point, but no one's listening because they're intimidated. You mm. know what I'm saying. But if the next person come by and say, and I used to hate that shit all the time because the next person would say, and, and then somebody be like, oh yeah, and such, and such and I said, bro, I just said that. You know what I'm saying. But it's it's my delivery, it's the tone, you know, what I'm saying, and it's the. The the loudness of it or whatever they're not listening because they're like oh no nah, I'm shutting down uh-huh. this niggas he's tripping so that's kind of with Joe I'm glad you said that because Parks is that person okay now Parks has the longest working relationship with Joe than anybody on the show I believe Joe and Parks say it's been over twenty years mm. that they have been working together on a on, they're friends but as working on a business level. It's gotcha. been 20 years. Parks is, is that guy. Joe will go off about something, mm-hmm. and then Parks will come back and give the calm, clean version of what Joe just said, and everybody will be like, oh, okay. I can see ah, it. Ah, got you. Okay. Parks, so- Let me get my notepad so I don't be forgetting shit. All right. <laughs> okay. So I equate that to me and you, Right. I'm betting my bottom dollar that I could go off about something in any given say in any given situation, and you or Scott will be the first first person to be able to dissect what I'm saying and explain it to somebody else. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. And and when it's a group that when it's our circle of people, I feel like Scott is that person. I feel like okay. Scott Scott is Parks. Yeah, Scott is Parks. Scott is that person that can dissect anything somebody is saying, whether they angry, whether they, even son. Even because son can say some stuff is challenging, and Scott will be the one to say, son, are you saying that? Yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Okay. Scott is our Parks. He's the voice of reason, yeah. Scott, <laughs> he's the Scott voice of reason. Scott can right. Yeah, and yeah. he knows how to remain calm in all situations. Exactly. And that's part. I feel like that's, the, that's Parks in the show. Okay. That's Parks in the show. I think of the personalities, Maul, we still on Maul. Maul mm-hmm. is the most laid back, reserved. I ain't going to get loud with you. Yeah. I'm not going back and forth with you. I'm just going to be quiet. I ain't going to say nothing. That's Maul's personality. Got you. All right. So, boom. We, we, we broke all that down. Where we at? <laughs> we on Rory. So, I still don't know what Rory's deal is. And it just seems like everything. His is coming back to be Joe and Rory. Some somewhere along the lines is them two. Okay, the tension started on the show between Joe and Rory. Now, like I said, I've been listening to the show a long time. When Joe, one thing I can say about Joe: no matter what's going on in and around Joe's life, Joe shows up to work. Mm-hmm. We've watched Joe go through the accusations of abuse, he still came to work and recorded. Sat there, they made jokes about it. Yeah. 
you know, all types of stuff. He took it in stride. He rode. He worked. Never batted it out. Mm-hmm. Joe, we watched Joe go through acquisitions of um, um, always fucking shit up, ruining uh, business relationships, whatever the case, blah, blah, right. blah. Joe show up to work. They sit there. They joke on him about it. They talk about him, whatever. He's the most open person on the show. He tells all his business on the show. Right. He he don't deny his past drug use. He don't anything that Joe has done. He has damn near talked about it on the show. Okay. With no censor. Okay. He has asked them to you know not tell you don't have to tell her thing. You, Joe basically always say you don't have to be like me, but like give us something. We hit a paw. We hit a paw. <laughs> right. Them niggas don't do it. Right. So. Somewhere along the line, Roy started saying wild shit to Joe mm-hmm. about, you know, you wouldn't say that if I punched you in the face. Right. Or I'm I'm ready for you to just step outside and see me one-on-one, right? Yeah. And Joe, you can tell, I think the audience took it as, because I took it as, joking, right? Right. We all got that one friend that'll say some shit like, nigga, I, don't make me right. get up. You know what I'm saying? And we take it like, ah, this nigga yeah. tripping. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, but nobody, and I feel like that was Joe's energy. Joe's energy was like, okay, Roy's joking. So mm-hmm. this went on for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And Joe, Joe, like, Joe says something, and I feel like I'm the same way. I'm always studying people. Whether okay. you're my friend, whether you're not my friend, whether you're a coworker, whether you, you know, one of my officers, I'm always studying people. And I've always been like that because I understand that you can't deal with everybody the, the same, same way. way right? right. So I feel it's important to kind of try your best to get a feel for how to deal with or approach somebody. That's me. I think, right? I think that's the part I missed. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing I lack. And myself, a lot of people I, do. Yeah, I treat everybody the same. Like, and we was kind of talking about that. Like, and I was kind of saying, oh, I probably wouldn't say this to somebody. And I looked at, I was kind of there thinking, and I was like, No, nah, I probably wouldn't. Everybody was like, Yeah, you would. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to separate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just gonna be, yeah. And it's it's <laughs> it's not even it's not a it's not. I don't tell you what it is. I come from a position of always feeling like I gotta be a step or two ahead of the next person. Mm. So it's it's something that I do without even thinking about it. It's okay. it's something I do without even thinking about it. I could get in a full conversation with a stranger and I'm automatically from our conversation trying to analyze and figure who that person out is. about who this person is. Like okay. based off of how they respond to something I asked them, based on you know something that they're they get emotional about, or something that they get passionate. About. You know, I'm I'm always looking at that stuff. And mm-hmm. Joe basically said, "I'm always psycho uh, analyzing, psycho analyzing, yeah, psycho analyzing my friends." Friend. When he said that shit, I was like, "Yo, I can relate. I can relate <laughs> to what he's saying, right?" So because of that, you kind of sense stuff early, mm-hmm. even if you don't. React. Question or react. The sense is dead. The it's still feeling dead. is Your dead. antennas is up. Your antennas is up. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to lay way in the cut. 
Because I'm not Let's quite see what sure. It is. I'm still trying to figure out, but it's something there, right? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. feel like Joe was having that with Roy. Okay. It got to a point, I forget which episode it was, and Roy was like on Joe's neck. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And Joe finally said, Roy, you do know if we ever got in a fight, I will fuck you up. <laughs> just said it real damn, just like that. It was like he if something finally clicked and he felt like, no, this nigga is is not playing. Like this nigga right. really is feeling some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they had a little back and forth, and Joe kept saying, Because you my man, I would never do that. But just know if it came down to it, right. I will fuck you up. But I don't fight my friends. Right. Right? <laughs> Joe kept saying, but I don't fight my friends. But right. if it came down to it, <laughs> I would fuck you up. I just want right. you to know that. But I don't fight my friends, okay? Right. That episode was, it was after that episode, Joe, from what we know, Joe hit Roy and was like, bruh, take a break. You know what right. I'm saying? Basically saying, whatever's going on with you, like, get that shit together. You know what so I'm so look so look I guess before, without getting to you know what I'm saying so we can get to what we came to get to okay I guess the 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 issue became doing business with friends that 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 became yep. our topic when it came to doing business with friends business and with friends. from what from what I'm learning from from my take what it is with with Rory. Just, just on the outside looking in, because again, I'm not really a fan of the show. I don't really, mm-hmm. but just listening to it, to me, it sounds like at some point Rory got a uh, a fan base. Mm. What they call the the something oranges or some shit like that. Well, that's his. He has a group called Emotional Oranges. Okay, yeah, whatever it was. I feel like at some point he started to get a fan base and started to feel like I'm just as big as Joe Button. You know what I'm saying? So from listening to Joe, it sounded like Rory started to question a lot of things, you know, money situations, a lot of money. Because now I'm feeling like I'm Joe Button. Now I need to, uh, okay, how come, you know what I'm saying, what's this or what's that? And Joe like, hold up. Like, I guess he, he questioned Joe like from what I took from the uh, episode today. It sounded like he was questioning Joe like Joe was shortchanging niggas. Right. So Joe, then I think that's what pissed Joe off. It's like, hold up, we friends. You know what I'm saying? If you ever got a question, if I'm being fair or not, then we got an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because we friends, and if you think I'm stealing for you, and he made a he made a strong point, and I I agree with this a hundred percent. He said it's like your girl come to you and accuse you of cheating. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't see me with no girl. Mm-hmm. You ain't heard about me with no girl. Mm-hmm. You ain't never had a reason to think, but now all of a sudden you calling me a cheater, and now you want to go through my phone. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going through my phone because mm-hmm. if you even got the 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 want to go through my phone, then we got a problem. Yep. Because obviously I'm doing something wrong. Yep. That now I'm giving you a sign that you need to go through my phone. So now we already got a problem. Fuck going through my phone because that had never happened. Mm-hmm. Because and I feel like Joe too. If you feel like you need to go through my phone. Then we already got a problem because yep. somewhere I'd have lost your trust. Yep. And two, once you go through my phone, you're going to keep looking till you find something to make you mad. You have mm-hmm. to. You yep. have to justify going through the phone. Mm-hmm. So back to uh, Rory and, and Joe, he felt like, all right, once you calling me a thief or I'm cheating you, then now we got an issue. 
mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now we got to deal with it because you couldn't. But I felt like Rory is, is starting to become, he feels like he's equal to Joe now. I got my mm-hmm. fan base. I can do this on my own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't need you. I, he started to get big-headed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and like, and Joe had to, and, I, and we can get into this once we, you know, once I lay this out. Mm-hmm. But Joe kind of had to show niggas, we ain't equal. Yeah. I'm the one sitting in on these meetings. Yeah. I'm the one that's called when it's when it's this. Mm-hmm. I'm paying for studio, locations, furniture, everybody else that's working here. Mm-hmm. Y'all just collecting a check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ain't paying nobody out of your out of your portion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm the one taking these meetings. I'm the one that's, that's got to negotiate. They're coming to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, y'all come up here and y'all sit here every day. But I'm putting the legwork in behind. So how mm-hmm. dare you question mm-hmm. me? He even said it. He said, hey, if you find something out here that benefits us and you bring it to the table, you get the most. Mm-hmm. You eat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I bring it, I eat. If Maul bring it, he eat. Mm-hmm. But I think they didn't realize what it took behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, us three, we show, we record. It's uh, us four, if you want to include Parks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to exclude him, but... Mm-hmm. They felt like it's us four on the show. We get the same portion, mm-hmm. even though you're the one who got to pay for the the lights, the engineer, the location, the furniture, everything else. No, mm-hmm. I ain't, we we ain't worried about none of that. But Joe, like, nah. If we equal, then we all worry about it. Mm-hmm. And if we not equal, then don't then don't make it like we're equal and don't worry about you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the portion. Are you getting paid? You get and they said niggas getting paid. Uh, in the in the tops of of the the podcast, whoever the fuck people they call them, but mm-hmm. they getting paid in the tops. Now, mind you, all you doing is showing up to work. Yeah. That's all you doing. Yeah. And so I say that to say, mm-hmm. I guess that's what your issue was when it came to dealing with friends and business, because it feels like you're being taken advantage of. Absolutely. Now, you got. So let's jump back to the prior episode. Okay. They were adamant, Rory and Maul. This was not about money. Right. The issues is not about money. Maul's was respect. Mm-hmm. Roy just kept saying, you know, I went back, I listened, I realized the show's been bad, the tension's been bad, you know, whatever, da da da. But Roy giggled and said, but I'm telling y'all, I know y'all want some crazy story that this is about money and it's not, this is not about money. Right. Cool. Now, we haven't heard, from, I'm gonna, I want to say this, we have not heard from Roy and Maul yet. And I'm saying, if they got, if they got a, grievant, a grievance towards Joe and the show, whatever the case may be, I pray it's not about money. Yeah, and it. Go ahead. And, and I found it funny too. And again, I know Joe gets a bad rap, and I'm not here to defend Joe because I got my issues with Joe. You know what I'm saying? But in this instance, I found it interesting how the previous episode, when they came back, he let them talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He didn't bring up none of this stuff. He let them talk. He let the, he let them express mm-hmm. their issues with why they stepped back and all that. He let them do it. Mm-hmm. And then he said they went on vacation, whatever. He came back thinking. Niggas was going to be back and show up, but obviously niggas didn't. So he put what he felt was the real out when it came to business. Mm-hmm. He's saying niggas is worried about money. 
Mm-hmm. And he felt like that's what the issue was. And it's mainly Rory. And I don't think it's Maul. I think Maul is just, just caught up in it. But I think Rory really started to feel like he's Joe's equal. Now, Rory, Parks, especially um, Savon, who has a show of his own. Mm. Um, Scream Man, who's on the show with, with, uh, with uh, Savon. They work behind the scenes. They always talk about... We are paid well. Yeah. Savon say he just bought him a luxury apartment in New York. Screen mm-hmm. Man talk about he just bought himself a luxury car. Parks always says, listen, I'm paid well. I know how this shit go. Mm-hmm. You don't get situations like this. These don't, situations like this don't come a dime a dozen, okay? Roy has stated on the show plenty of times, I'm paid well, Right? So to hear Joe say this was about money and to have them on the last show say this was nothing about money, I'm like, Rory and Maul need to talk because facts. this is not looking good for them, okay? But what I got to say doesn't matter whether they talk or not, okay? Savon handles posting the show, doing all the credits for the show, he, I found out today he takes calls. He, he does all types of stuff. Like he's like really, really hands on on a behind scenes stuff. It sounds to me that Savon is Joe's uh, uh, take care of all the little go here, go there. You know, this need to be done. This need to be done. Take this to mm-hmm. them. Go pick this up. Go this. Uh, the guests want this type of food. That, save, it sounds like Savon is that guy. Right? Gotcha. He handles okay. all the dirty work, right? Screen Man is Screen Man. Screen Man is, it sounds like he handles the video portion, the cameras. He makes sure they straight on that. He makes sure they got all the stuff they need for the screen, all that. Okay. We know Pac's role is sound. Pac okay. does all the mixing. He handles the boards. You know, Pac has stated he, he buys equipment to enhance what it, what they do, what it sound mm. like. He does it with his own money because he also has a studio that he runs. So he say, okay, right. this, this shit works hand in hand. This is something I know that would make us sound better. I'll just go ahead and buy it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and I'm not making this shit up. Everybody has spoke about this candidly. If you go and listen to Savon's show, Savon talks about this shit candidly. Everybody talks about this shit candidly. I don't know what Roy does outside of... <laughs> Show, no, no, and I'm not trying to be funny. Roy shows up and he does the show. Fine. He's a, co- mm-hmm. he's a co-star of the show. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? My, there was Michael Jordan. There was Scottie Pippen. All right. Nobody got a problem with that. Maul, I don't know what he does besides show up and record, which is fine. There's a co-star to the show. Mm-hmm. There's a Jordan. There's a Scottie. There's a Dennis Rodman. I right. want to change. I want to change that. Let me change that. There's a Jordan. There's a BJ Armstrong. <laughs> no, seriously. There's a okay. Jordan. There's a BJ Armstrong. There's a Horace Grant. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. I, I, I'm with you. Okay. So everybody, I, I I like to put these tangibles in place so we can we can use them as as examples to make what I'm saying clear. I don't want I don't want to confuse anybody. Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan, right? 
Mm-hmm. I can't I can't use him in the money aspect because at the time he was not the highest paid person on the team, right. but he was the star of the team. Everybody knew yeah. that he was the star of the team, right? After they won their first three championships, Horace Grant and B.J. Armstrong stated on the record, this is on record, they got tired of living in Michael Jordan's shadow. Damn. Okay? So, you know, people ask why. Well, we just watched on the documentary, Michael Jordan was kind of tough to play with. You know what I'm saying? We heard the stories of Michael Jordan getting in a fight, a physical Fights, right. <laughs> fight with Steve Kerr. We've we've heard screaming story, on niggas, screaming on niggas. We heard stories of you know Horace Grant said you know Michael was tough to you know he come in he you know he bark at niggas whatever the case may mm-hmm. be blah blah blah. Mike was hard to play with, but you was gonna win. Facts. You was gonna win. You was gonna eat good. You know, he was going to go to the playoffs. He was going to play in mm-hmm. championships. But he was tough to work with. And it got to a point where uh, I'm just, I'm kind of tired of living in this nigga's shadow. I mean, I'm good. Nigga, I got, you got three right. rings. I got three rings. Nigga, right. we, you know what I'm saying? You know, you had seven balls. Nigga, I had you ten balls. You need me. You need me. You need me. me. You right. need me, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at them sort of like that in that aspect. It's like. Okay, I see where you're going. This is a team. Everybody got their roles. Everybody do their roles well, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Parks would be Pippin, I guess. Parks is Pippin. Definitely mm-hmm. Scotty Pippin. Parks is Scotty Pippin, okay? So when you look around the room and you say, okay, Joe's thing was, y'all are questioning me why this person gets paid this and this person gets paid this and this person gets paid. And Joe was candidly saying, nigga, I pay how niggas wait. Right. He's saying that. So I don't know if somewhere along the lines, maybe Rory and Pox found out maybe they were making different. I'm guessing at this point because we haven't right. heard from Rory and Maul. So mm-hmm. did they have a conversation one day and find out that they make different amounts of money? Mm-hmm. You know, because one of the things uh, one of the things um, Joe was saying was Rory was questioning him about, well, what's this money for? What's this? Right. What's this about? Yeah, yeah. And Joe like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Right, since when? <laughs> since when? You know right. what I'm saying? You wasn't worried about what anything cost when we wasn't making money. You wasn't right. worried about, you know, because things still cost even when we wasn't making money. You know what right. I'm saying? Exactly. But now, but now all of a sudden, money coming in, now you got all these questions. And Joe's oh, thinking. Or why you not in on these meetings if you care so much? Yeah. Or why, or like he kept saying, why you show up late to shit? Right. You know, he was talking about Maul. He said, Maul talk all this respect, respect, respect. He was like, nigga, you don't respect niggas' time. Yeah, that is true. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we come here to record. He said, I, he said, I used to do complex from early in the morning to the afternoon. Leave mm-hmm. there and come here. And they got to sit here and wait two, three hours. Because right. you show up when you feel like it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Joe basically was saying, as, as your friend, it's a lot of stuff that I didn't make a big to-do about right. because you my boy. That I could have, right. That I could have, but you my boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. all right, I'll deal with it, whatever. That's my nigga mo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Joe, I'm going to say Joe is hurt by this shit. Yeah, it, sounds, he, it definitely sounds like it. He hurt. And when Joe is hurt, Joe goes off. Yeah. 
And I think I think too, I just think they their their views on friendship is totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe is like, I'm doing a lot of stuff off the strength of being friends. Like I'm I'm my actions are showing you that I'm letting shit slide because we're friends. Like the jokes, the fighting, the the showing up late, you know what I'm saying? It's because we're friends. Mm-hmm. But let's not take advantage of friendships. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and I guess with me, when it comes to I've never looked at working with friends as a bad thing. I felt like well, I feel like working with friends is the is the best thing in the world because we we gonna go hard for each other. You know what I'm saying? We not going You hope. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We not going we gonna we gonna put forth the effort based off the friendship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even when, you know, we used to do when we did the you and you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I used to always be like, no, this ain't this ain't John's show. Mm-hmm. This ain't my show. This ain't Scott's show. This is our show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's equal, so treat it as such. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you go hard with promotion just like I go hard with promotion mm-hmm. because it ain't my baby. It's our baby. Exactly. 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 And, to, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. So... I'm gonna ask you a question, and you tell me. Mm-hmm. And you brought up you and you. You and you was like you said, all of our babies. Mm-hmm. We we came up with the idea together. We started it together. You know, we're carrying it together. It's all right. our babies. When when the, I felt like I felt like when you know when the money if it came down to the money thing, we just split it equally. Fuck it, right? right. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thought initially, coming in the gate, right? Mm-hmm. How do you? So you say you know working with friends could be a good thing, but this is where it gets tricky. Okay. okay? Joe is saying, like you said, I do the meetings. They calling me. If something go wrong, I deal with it. If something mm-hmm. need to be bought, I pay for it. If, right. if you know if the if Spotify is coming saying we want to cut. I just gave it out in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whatever, 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 whatever. How I feel, I feel, mm-hmm. if you're a real friend, you see that dynamic and you say, cool. You know what I'm saying? When I, go, when I show up two hours late and leave on time and go home and kick the bobo mm-hmm. while, you, while you just did a show, came here, did this show, and now you on the phone all night negotiating deals, yes. You should get a bigger portion right. of the pie. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We are here, even though we help grow it, if it wasn't for you, we're right. not even here help to grow it. So, cool. I understand you getting the lion's shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, If you handle all the dealings, mm-hmm. and you hired the lawyer for the show, and is paying the lawyer, and you've hired the such and such for the show, accountant for the show, and is paying the accountant, then, cool. That kind of makes you the leader. It's sure. Right. That is true. Yep. Mm-hmm. It makes you the leader. Mm-hmm. So, me being a person that's been in Joe's position before, not talking about you and you, because I've had plenty of situations before <laughs> you and you. Please. Okay? I've been in group dynamics several times. Okay? Mm-hmm. Somehow, I always get put in a position that I don't initially come in the door to be put in. <laughs> But that's fine, right? Right. 
I understand Joe's position. Mm -hmm. I'm staying up late. I'm, I'm gonna I, in the early 2000s, pretty much a year, shit, right damn near out of high school, yeah. I, I started my own company. A lot of niggas don't know this. Uh, I've never talked about this on any of the shows, but mm -hmm. I'm going to share a little bit of this stuff here. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I started a, a studio out of my parents' house. Greg has been there. Scott is aware. Others are aware. This was, mm -hmm. this was tw over 20 years ago, right? That came about because my sister was a musician. My little sister was a musician, and she wrote. She was a writer. She wrote music. Mm -hmm. Because of my sister being a musician and writing music, it, put, it thrusted me in situations and opportunities that I probably never would have been in if it wasn't for my little sister. A lot of people don't know right. that. My music started behind my little sister. Okay. When, when Aaron started playing and everything, it was like, oh, damn, maybe I should learn instru an instrument to accompany what she doing. It started mm -hmm. on drums. I end up going to bass. I end up learning to play bass. My sister played keys for years, many years, right? Because of my little sister, it gave me an opportunity to go and do work in California. When it did work in California, I'm going to try mm -hmm. to do this quick. Um, stayed there for a while. Was working with an independent label. Contracts involved. All types of stuff involved. Things didn't go well. Okay? Came back here. Boom. From that experience and all that, I said, I'm going to start my own studio. I started a studio running it out of my parents' house. I had my own business. Mm -hmm. Me, myself, and I. My, <laughs> my father helped me fund it and put it together. I ran it. Mm -hmm. I had people coming in through the back door of my parents' house and Facts. recording. <laughs> I was making money recording. I didn't work no job. You hear us talk about this was before going to work at a Target, before mm -hmm. all that shit. I was making my own money. And even when I started doing that, I was still running a studio. Always, yeah. Out of my parents' house, okay? So... I have set out, people talk all this entrepreneur and all that. Man, I did, I was 19 years old. <laughs> doing the shit. Doing that shit, okay? So, no, I didn't end up becoming Def Jam. I'm just, I'm just saying. I've, You're right. <laughs> I've been in <laughs> situations. Did. I've been in situations. Because I had a studio, I had a friend that rapped, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I felt it was natural, like. I'm trying to build a studio. You rap. You rap. It go hand in hand. It go hand in hand. Let's 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 try to work this out. You know what I'm saying? Right. From there, I tried to get into making beats. I started, you know, want to learn how to make beats and da 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 da. I realized that shit is work and time consuming. <laughs> I ended up finding people to make beats. Okay. Mm -hmm. One day, this is true story. He wrote a rap for me. He wrote a rap for me. Okay. He was like, I got this song. I wanted to go like this. I think you should try, you know what I'm saying, try to do it, right? I said, all right, cool. I try to do it. I do the shit, right? We go and we perform the song somewhere, and the people there was like, oh, shit, yo. This shit fire. <laughs> we, know, we know you rap, your voice, your this, your that, that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So here I am. I done got thrust into being a rapper, okay? Right. <laughs> I'm telling this shit for a reason. 
It's, mm-hmm. it's, this is a story, okay? Time goes on. Me and him is working as a duo, right? I got the studio going. I'm working as a duo. We get to the point where we like, yo, in order for us to really move this shit forward, we need a manager, okay? Okay. Some years go by. I'm, 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 it's a long story, but I'm giving the fast track. We mm-hmm. get a manager, okay? You remember, you remember Beat, right? You know I remember. <laughs> <laughs> we get a manager. Beat is managing us. He's taking us to the next level. We doing photo shoots. We doing all types of shit. This is a true story. We were about to. Uh, we had we had just talked to. Um, they were filming Bad Boys. Okay. And was it Bad Boys one or two? I want to say it was the first Bad Boys. I, I I might have. It was either Bad Boys one or Bad Boys two. They were about to film. Beat was good friends with Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. We stood in my driveway. He calls Martin. He say, hey, I got to holler at you about something. I'll never forget. That's when the uh, the next tales. Remember the next tales? The little mm, church joint? Star Tech joint? Yeah. Oh, no, the next tale. I said the next tale. That's Motorola. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he was talking to Martin on speakerphone. Matter of fact, Martin mm. was in D.C. They were advertising on the radio that Martin was going to be at Howard. So okay. he, so B says to me, oh, let's get these tickets and go see Martin. So he said, I'm going to call Martin. He calls Martin. We stand in the driveway. He got Martin on the speakerphone. He's like, yeah, uh, uh, me and my man, we trying to come to the show tonight. Martin, like, what show? He was like, the show at Howard. He said, man, I'm not doing no show at Howard. He said, what are you talking about? They promoting it on the radio and everything. He Dang. said, man, he said, I never agreed to that shit. He was like, hey, he said, I'm not going to be at Howard, right? Damn. So he was like, oh, man, that's wild. You know, we laughed about it or whatever. They, they promoting you on the radio, blah, blah, blah. He said, but look, I want to holler at you about something. He was like, I know you about to do the movie with Will. And Martin stopped him. He was like, listen. I do not want to get involved with nothing that got to do with music. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear it. And Beat was like, nah, nigga, I know that. He was like, I want to talk to Will, right? Hmm. The whole thing was he was he was trying to get Will to do a song with us. Oh shit, okay. All right. So he he didn't he he didn't get to talk to Will. He I think he ended up talking to Will's lawyer. No, he hmm. ended up talking to Martin's lawyer. Cause he was okay. like, well, let me. He said, he said, call my lawyer. She can make the help you make the connection, right? Mm-hmm. The lawyer tells him to come to New York. He's like, cool. So he was like, look, I'm gonna go to New York for a week. I'm gonna try to get this shit rolling, right? He leaves. He goes to New York. Long story short, he came back. He couldn't get anything with Will, but he was like, I didn't get, I didn't get through with Will, but I landed us a lawyer. So there was a time that I had the same lawyer as Martin Lawrence. Okay, look at you. True. No, this is don't matter. But I'm just, I'm just, giving, I'm just <laughs> giving a story. A no, it doesn't. <laughs> so, so, beat comes back about a week, maybe a week or two later. It was very short time after that. He he got murdered. Mm-hmm. He got murdered. When that happened, I was like devastated. Like I was like, yo, we we. I felt like we was getting so close, right? You thought marriage was gonna kill it, huh? You thought marriage was gonna end it. Marriage? You say he, he got married. He got. Murdered. He said he got murdered. Oh, I thought you said he got married. No, no, no. He got murdered. <laughs> he got okay. murdered. So I was like, yeah. damn. So I was blown. I was blown. So my partner at the time, he was like, Nah, bro. Like we gotta, we gotta keep, you know, trying to do this. Mm-hmm. But as as we was working with Beat and doing all that, I had bought on two producers. Okay. okay. I'm leaving names all out of this. I'm just telling yeah, the story. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I bought on two producers. 
that also were artists or, you know, wanted to be artists. Okay. You know, so I was like, to me, it made sense. Let's make this shit a group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's too much to try to do all this individual shit. Let's mm -hmm. just make it a group. We all here. Okay. So, we, so we made a group. All right. But we don't have no manager no more. All right. So who steps up to the plate? I do. I say, fuck it. I pay for everything. I'm making this money doing the studio thing. I mm -hmm. take that money. I put it towards what we trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm buying equipment. I'm buying, paying for shoots. I'm, you know, whatever, studio time. Da -da. In fact, the studio that I was working in 20 years ago, I still deal with that same studio to this day. Uh -huh. And I'm about, to have a, studio. I'm about to have a conversation <laughs> with him, too, because over the 20 years, I've sent him a lot of customers. <laughs> and I want to talk to him about nigga, some percentages. <laughs> you about to Rory this nigga. <laughs> But I'm saying I'm I'm saying that for a reason. Okay? okay. So we do this group thing or whatever, blah blah blah, and we we come across an opportunity with an independent label. They were out of Virginia Beach. I'm leaving all names out of this. Okay. Mm -hmm. They were doing a showcase for Bad Boy Tommy Boy. Uh, it was Bad Boy Tommy Boy at the time. Um, Bad Boy Tommy Boy. What's the Arista and another level, uh, another label in New York at Justin's restaurant, which was Diddy's okay. uh, joint yeah. that he named after his son. They did a showcase there. It was supposed to be A and R's there from these companies, right? Mm -hmm. This independent label had a, a roster of artists. I think it was maybe at the time three, maybe three artists that they were trying to push and. The, the owner of the label was rocking with us so hard, she wanted us to roll with them, okay. right? Now, her artists were signed to the label. We were, we were not. But she felt like having us there and what we brought to the table basically made her, like, put was the cherry on the top of right, right. what she had. She had rap artists. She had dancers. Yeah. She had all. You're showing I got I to gotta, I gotta some shit going. I got some shit going, right? Because she's trying to get a distribution deal, right? Mm -hmm. We go to, this is all true shit. We go to New York. We do the showcase. They wasn't rocking with nobody, I'm being honest, but us, mm -hmm. right? A funny thing happened, right? Her assistant runs out. We outside the joint because we had already performed. We was outside. It was, it was the group and my father. My father had drove us down there. We outside, okay. we outside the joint. She's all excited, right? Because she done overheard some shit, right? She comes running out and like, y'all not going to believe this. Woody, Woody, Woo is trying to fuck with y'all. Like, they like what they heard. Woody, 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 Woo. So we like, oh, that's, that's, what's, that's what's up, right? We hype. Right. There's a problem, though. We went and did this showcase with no contract. Facts, yeah. So she's on the inside Hearing from these people, and they not rocking with the people that she got signed. Mm -hmm. They rocking with they the want group that she didn't sign. I ain't signed, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. She comes out, and we like, oh man, we heard blah 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 blah. She's not happy. Damn. So mm -hmm. we thinking like, why she not happy? You know what I'm saying? They want fuck with us, boo boo. I lie to you not. They load up their van, all this stuff. Cause mind you, we rode with my father, so we didn't ride mm -hmm. with the rest of. Them. We rode with my father, we, but we was following them. 
what I'm saying? Because they was familiar with getting in and out of New York and all that. We was not because they was all originally from New York. They damn near left us, bro. Damn. <laughs> they fucking, I'm going to just say it. They basically left us in New York, okay? Shit. Damn. So somebody was mad, right? Somebody was mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, mind you, this ain't, this ain't older experience. Understand right. everything, John. This is John still learning, right? I'm looking at my father. I'm like, yo, what, what's the problem? My father smiles and he says, she, she, she in a pickle right now. I was like, what you mean? She don't got no, she don't, y'all, yeah, she, she don't, don't own y'all. Yeah, she don't own y'all, yeah. So she got to figure out how she could get us on paper so if something do pop off, right. she could benefit got, yeah, from yeah, yeah. it, right? But she also mad because the assistant was not supposed to tell us. Tell, ah, uh, yeah. Okay. She was supposed to get y'all back and then kind of sign y'all and then finesse it. And then finesse the situation. Okay. And she tried. Mm-hmm. So so she get back, right? She drums up the contract or whatever. She invites us to come to Virginia Beach, put us up in a nice hotel. You know, car picks us up, paying for all mm-hmm. the food. You know, all this blah, blah, blah. Cool, right? In my mind, now... At this point, like I said, we had we had got a lawyer. My father was around. So I'm asking questions. Mm-hmm. Talking to my father, talking to the lawyer, da-da-da-da. So the lawyer says, listen, y'all go down there. Y'all see what she's talking about, whatever. Don't sign nothing before I see it. Mm-hmm. Cool. We go down there. We go through the rigmarole. She talks. She presents this contract or whatever. She's trying to get us to sign. Matter of fact, we was in the studio. We recorded a song with our R&B artist. And I, to this day, I wish I had I could get my hands on that song. We recorded a song <laughs> with, with her R&B artist. And, you know, she had the contract and everything drawn up. So I say to her, because at this point, I'm the leader you know. in the situation, right? Right, right, right. So I say to her, listen, um, we're not going to sign anything here, but I do want to take the, the contract back and have my lawyer see it. She's blown away. She didn't know we had a lawyer. She wasn't ready for that. She didn't know we had a lawyer. So now she's like, okay, okay, that's cool, that's cool, blah, blah, blah. We get the con. We, you know, we was there for those days. We bring the contract back. I fax the contract. We fax the contract to the lawyer. We waiting to hear back from the lawyer. In the meantime, she hits us again. Yo, um, you you guys made a decision. I really need to get that contract back because we got another situation in New York where they want us to do a showcase at Madison Square Garden and all the labels are going to be there, right? Dang. So the group is ecstatic, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not so much because I'm like, ah, let's see yeah. what let's the lawyer the lawyers say. say right? You know what I'm saying? The lawyer hits us back finally, blah, blah, blah. We get on the phone. We talk to her. She's like, don't sign this. This is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. So when we so to give a backdrop, when we went to the label, we had everything, all the recordings done, mass mixing and mastering done, album cover, everything. We did the whole project. Mm. In the contract, she basically wanted to not only have us, but the work that we have done, basically sign it over to her label. And if we wanted it back. It would have cost us millions of dollars. Long story God short. God damn. Okay. <laughs> and automatically, I'm like, how the fuck? Why would I have to buy something back that I that I made? Right. Okay. 
My producers did the beats. I did the mixing. We sent it out for mastering. At this point, I'm writing my own lyrics. So I was a writer on there. I'm producing right. on there. I'm the engineer on there. And in my mind, I'm <laughs> like, nah. You know what I'm saying? Even though this is a group, I'm taking mm -hmm. this shit personal. Like, nigga, this is my work. You know what I'm saying? Right. I put this shit together. As you should, right. Okay? So we turn her down or whatever. And, and this is where it gets good. These friends that became a group, a rap group, was mad at me. Mm. I shouldn't say mad. They felt some type of way. Right. Okay? And I understand them feeling some type of way. In my eyes and perspectives, I'm like, I feel like I saved y'all from a fucked up situation. Because mind right. you, I just told you I went through a fucked up situation from the California situation. Right, right, right. So I had already been in a bad contract situation. I know how that goes. It's no fun. Mm -hmm. So they had never experienced that. They had never been through that. They didn't, so they felt some type of way about it, right? Cool. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Time goes on. I feel like after that, things was never quite actually the same. Of course not. Because mm -mm. I guess in a way they felt like I blocked their dream. Right. Who, are you? who are you to make the decision? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who, who, is, who am I? Who right? are you? Right. Who am I? Okay. So as time go on, I was fine, whatever. I get it. When things took a turn for me was... The friend that this all started with when it was just me and him. Mm -hmm. We was one and two. We started from the ground, got it out the mud. He was with me shooting in the gym, right? Mm -hmm. He had got married. We was at his new place, him and his wife, and his wife started questioning me about the Dillons. Damn. And she was kind of drilling me, right? Mm -hmm. And he sat there and didn't really say nothing. Dang. All right. Now I feel some type of way. One, because I'm saying y'all are y'all are having a convers y'all having conversations. Yeah. Uh huh. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? They pillow talking. They pillow talking, and the vibe that I'm getting from her lets you me know that you got an issue. Uh huh. Okay. And one thing about me, like. Friendship, relationship, whatever the case may be. I come from this energy of, I don't want to be nobody's issue. Okay? Right. <laughs> right, right, right. If I'm causing you issues, I would like to remove myself from being an issue for you. Right. Okay? I say all that to say, I felt like Joe was coming from the energy of if what I built here <laughs> mm -hmm. don't work for you no more, if what I built here don't feel right for you no more, right. then go. Then go on about your business. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to still do me. Right? right. And that's what he said. <laughs> he that's said. basically what he said. And I've always been that energy. Relationship, right friendship, whatever. If if I'm causing you an issue, if I'm an issue for you, then mm -hmm. go. Because guess what? It don't stop what I'm going to do. Facts. That is true. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, just, just, I guess, back on the, 
the the whole friendship and and business thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like first of all, and like I told you, because I know you was like, you know, this is why friends and and business don't mix. And I said, I feel like you should know who your friends are before you start business. Yes. Because, like in the Joe Button Rory situation or the Joe Button podcast situation, of course, I, I don't know his relationship with Rory. You know, so I'm learning that they what didn't go back that far, or whatever, whatever. But at some point, it turned into jealousy, in my opinion. Mm, talk about it. You know what I'm saying? It just felt like Rory wasn't used to being in the spotlight. Joe is used to it. This is what mm-hmm. Joe's been doing his whole life. Mm-hmm. So spotlight is nothing to him. Right. Rory get a taste of and, and even uh, Maul, right? Because Maul been mm-hmm. around. His brother, you know what I'm saying, is big or whatever. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, he's been around it. Mm-hmm. Rory, I'm not sure his background. Like, this might be new to him. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to feel like the man and is starting Instead of just being the man in his entity or whatever he got mm-hmm. going on, it's starting to be some jealousy. Mm-hmm. Oh no, nah, John! I mean, Joe, Joe the man. Like, nah, I gotta. I, I'm, I'm running shit over here. I can do what John doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you should know who your friends are before you get into business. But two, like you said, and and even with. Our dealings, you know, with, with friends or whatever, I don't like the fact that that one person takes the lead or one person foots the bill or one person handles the business. And even if you do, then I understand that. And I'm like, okay, this person is 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 handling this. Either I'm gonna pull my weight on this side. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna respect it and let them handle it. You know, mm-hmm. they tell us what what to do. Mm-hmm. If I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to step my game up and and and, and become a part of it. Mm-hmm. But when you're friends, I feel like it's sometimes we get comfortable mm-hmm. and we get complacent, especially with you. You know what I'm saying? I know, like you said, from your dealings, you know how shit work. Mm-hmm. You, you like, listen, this is how shit work. You ain't waiting on nobody. That's your, mm-hmm. your thing. You're not waiting on nobody. Mm-hmm. John going to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Y'all figure it out, but I'm going to get it done, and then we'll come and figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's always been you. But I also know how you operate. <laughs> I know when you're done, you're done. <laughs> and and I try, to, I try to tell people that all the time. But when it comes to friendships and, and dealing with friends, I feel like, first of all, communication is key. Yes. It's, 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 it's the biggest thing. But... You gotta, as men, you gotta take some kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want, you don't want no man having something over you. Mm-hmm. Be a man and carry your weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we all carrying our weight and we all take it as, as our thing, mm-hmm. then there shouldn't be any problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, in like in Rory and, and Maul and Joe Button situation. They know that Joe Button is is staying up late, taking phone calls, taking mm-hmm. meetings, negotiating deals. But they they so they like all right. He knows that stuff, so we're gonna let him do it, mm-hmm. which is fine. But you got to understand what comes with it too. 
You can't expect to be equals if you're not putting in equal time. Even if you don't know it, I'm going to come to the meeting with you. You know what I'm saying? Let me sit in on the phone call. Tell me what's going on. But no, they were so comfortable. And everybody, even in your situation, everybody was so comfortable with John or Joe running the show. Mm -hmm. And then when they came to making decisions, it was like, no, you don't make decisions. Well, I've been making decisions all this other time. I've been paying for transportation. Mm-hmm. That was a decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I figured I, I paid for what we stayed at. That was mm-hmm. a decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I paid for the, the, the photo shoot. That was a decision. I but everything is fine. I bought the equipment we needed. That was a decision. That was a decision. <laughs> but everything was fine when it benefits. Mm-hmm. But the moment you like, nah. But again, it's trust. You know what I'm saying? If we friends, I'm like, nah. You know what I'm saying? John ain't going to fuck us over. Joe mm-hmm. is not going to fuck us over. Mm-hmm. You know? But I just question French, th- that friendship. Me, I don't feel like it was actual a true friendship because friends shouldn't be jealous of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and if there's something wrong, friends should be able to talk. And it sounds like to me, Joe continuously asked everybody what the issue was. That's what right there. And right nobody there. brought it up. Boom. I'm glad you said it. Let me. Can I pick up? Mm-hmm. I was going to say. The problem is, yes, communication, honesty. Honesty, yeah. Joe, we keep reflecting to the show before when Joe gave them the floor. Yes. They didn't say shit. Shit. They didn't (laughs) say shit. Didn't say shit. I heard respect. All right, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and let me let me talk to the respect thing real quick. Everybody made a thing when Joe says, I don't believe I owe y'all anything, mm-hmm. okay? And I said, that's true. When people put their emotions aside and really think about something, it's true. You do not owe anybody respect. You don't owe, I don't, and Joe said it. If you listen, he said, it's the word owe that I have a problem with. Yeah. It's not you saying, you know, I want you to show me respect or I feel like you're not showing me respect. You're saying you owe it to me. And Joe, Joe came, Joe's response was, I don't owe you. He's like, nigga, I see a stranger on the street. I'm going to show them respect. That's just something I do. I don't owe that to you. Mm -hmm. That's automatic for me. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's Maul, whether it's Roy, whether it's Joe Blow, somebody I never met before. Initially, I'm going to be respectful towards you until you give me a reason to be disrespectful. Right. So he said precisely, it's the word O that I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Uh, well, I didn't say nobody. A lot of people didn't catch that. Yeah. But again, they, I just think it's I just think it's the way he he's his friendship, like the way he views friends is just different than, than everybody else. He's more so like he said, he said. Look at what I'm doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Stop trying to stop trying to paint this narrative, or stop trying to use one instance and saying I'm disrespecting you. Mm -hmm. Look at all the respect I've been (laughs) given. And like he said, like he said too on there, he said y'all joked and y'all y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, Roy want to fight and all this. He said at the end of the day, I'm still gonna come to work. Mm -hmm. He said you gonna have to show me. You know what I'm saying? You gonna have to continuously show me who you are. 
you know what I'm saying, before I take offense to it. Because yeah. everybody can have a day yeah. or a time, but yeah. I want you to consistently show me that you ain't mm-hmm. my friend before I believe that you ain't my friend. Exactly. Like, stop taking these one instances and making it seem like I'm doing y'all wrong when in the whole time I've been doing y'all right. Yeah. And don't say this is about respect when it's about money. Right. Or don't say I'm good when you're not good. If I say, hey, if, is this something that I did to hurt your feelings or make you feel some type of way? Let's talk about it. And you say, nah, everything good. I'm going to take it like, okay, everything's right. good. And then you go off on your own and you holding all this ill will towards me. Right. And I'm like, when I, next time I see you and you acting funny, I'm like, well, why are you acting funny? And you like, nah, I, you know, I ain't acting funny. Everything's good. And I take it like, okay, everything's good. And then mm-hmm. another time come along and you acting funny. And I'm like, right. yo, what's up? And then you blow up on me. And I'm like, right. I, didn't know, I didn't know you felt this way. You know right. what I'm saying? I you had every opportunity to show me exactly. that you felt this way. And then you will say, I'm, I'm this terrible, horrible person that's been mistreating you. And I didn't even realize you felt mistreated. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? And so it's unfair in a sense. And and this is and this is my thing to everybody saying, oh Joe, Joe don't never take accountability for what he do. Man, I'm like, first man. of all, I'm he like, first took, of all, took my words. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, first of all, these niggas ain't just meet Joe. They've been around Joe a long time, and it's the same thing academics said. Academics like, nigga, Joe is being Joe. He was right. like, that is Joe. It's just like, let, 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 let's do our friends. You know what I'm saying? Scott is gonna be blackity black. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Son is going <laughs> to be left field. Free. You know what I'm saying? Right. Free. He's gonna do whatever the hell he wanna do. You know what I'm saying? Waves is going to work. He don't give a fuck about what none right. of y'all talking about. He's going, he going to work. work. You know what I'm saying? Low is gonna cut hair and move away. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like we know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Greg is going. Greg John is going. John is going to crack a joke. John is going to find a joke or something yeah. funny in anything. You know. But I think. Well, Go I ahead. think the issue is, and 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 which is fucked up, because Joe is Joe. You know what I'm saying? And and certain people, and it's certain, it's a lot of people out here, and we ain't gonna name no names or whatever. But it's like we're allowed to tear this person down. Cause they're strong. We're allowed to talk yes. shit. We're allowed to blame talk them. About it. Talk We're about allowed it. to blame them and all that. You know what I'm saying? Because we know they can take it. Mm-hmm. The the problem I have is no one else is taking accountability. Yep. No one's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No one's perfect. And and even that that previous episode, Joe gave everybody the floor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To talk, and they threw him. They blamed him. They said this. No one ever took accountability in what they doing. You know what I'm saying? And even nope. Joe said, you keep talking to me about respect. You felt disrespected. But when you show up two hours late, mm-hmm. do you realize that's disrespect too? Or you don't show up at all. Right. But do you realize that that's <laughs> disrespectful? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's your views of disrespect is what you view disrespect is. Mm-hmm. But if I'm telling you that this is disrespectful, do you take accountability? Nope. No. No one nope. takes accountability. It's like nope. you got to take accountability, but no one else has. And I yep. think that's the issue. If everybody steps up and say, hey, this is what I did wrong. I understand this or this and that. Then they can move forward. But I think Joe's issue is y'all threw me under the bus. 
Y'all continuously throw me under the bus. I let y'all throw me under the bus. And try to make me look bad. And try to make me look bad. Mm -hmm. I was waiting on one of y'all to take accountability. And nobody did. Even when we went on break, we came back. And y'all didn't even show up. Bust this. Joe not only... Everybody say, Joe don't ever take accountability. Joe went to counseling with Rory. Mm -hmm. He went to counseling with Rory. So how the fuck Joe never take accountability? He's trying, every, he's extending an olive branch over and over nah. and over that show, again. The show before this one, he definitely, he let he took all accountability. He yeah. let, he he he, he kind of defended himself, but he still like, I understand. You know and what he apologized. I understand. And yeah, he apologized. Uh, uh, but none of them, never. Have never. I never heard them say what they did wrong. They have never, and that's and it blows my mind because everybody's, you know, on social media was like, Joe never take accountability. I'm like, it's funny how it's not Joe's show, but Joe has to take all the accountability. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it just, it blows my mind. But he's mind. the bad guy. So he, he's the bad it's, guy. It's easy to paint him as the bad guy because right. he's the loud one. He's right. the he's the emotional one. He's the uh, aggressive one. So and, and you know easy. what's funny? Not to cut you off. And, 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 and me and my man Los was having this conversation because, of course, you know, I'm always the asshole or uh-huh. the dick, as they say, or whatever. But he's kind of the same way. They always call him a dick or whatever. And he said, hey, have you ever, have you ever thought about maybe they're the dicks and we ain't? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you allowed to do whatever? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or say whatever or be whatever. Mm-hmm. But because I comment or correct you, I'm the dick. Mm-hmm. But what about the stuff that you're doing? Maybe you're actually the dick and mm-hmm. not me because I can take it or I can dish it and take it. Mm-hmm. But because you can dish it and not take it, I become the dick or the asshole? Mm-hmm. Like, why? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But in this instance, it's like Joe is, everybody knows Joe's an asshole. Mm-hmm. We can we can paint we can talk shit about Joe we can say whatever about Joe that's fine he's an asshole but the moment I give it back to you it's like oh nah man you know that was messed up you but no you did the same thing to me yep you know what I'm saying you are asshole just as much it's like it's like that meme that used to go around uh, people don't like when you pull a them on them you know what right, I'm saying exactly and in friendships it's not much you could do to make me stop being friends with you you know what i'm saying i've had i have had fallen out with people over the years and i don't i i don't have no ill will towards them i have no bad feelings towards them because i can compart a compartmentalize is that the word i can i can i can put what i'm feeling and or what needs to be said, and I could say what needs to be said and leave my feelings out of it. And I can listen to what you have to say and leave my feelings out of it. And people think because they say something to you and you respond or you or you have a comeback for it, is that you're taking it personal. I'm like, right. no, I'm not taking it personal. I might not agree with what you say. Yeah. Or I might not uh, see it the way you see it. I know how to have a debate back and forth or have a disagreement and you and not, not become my enemy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people, and I, and I kept saying this about Joe's show. Everything is funny and cool as long as it's about Joe. Right. Everything, even the audience, even the fans, they tune in for Joe to be made fun of, 
for mm. Joe to be called crazy, to be called a narcissist, to all this. They tune in for that. But the minute Joe say, all right, because lately, uh, uh, a little bit, uh, right, a little bit before the uh, fall off, Joe started consistently saying, y'all niggas going to stop painting me to be opposite of what I really am. Because he kept saying, <laughs> Ma, you know me, Ma. You have lived right. with me. You know how I give it up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he said something that really, really stuck out to me, and I don't know if people caught this. He said, me and Ma have been friends for a long time. We've been in a lot of situations together, but me and Ma have never, never. broke bread. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, so I caught when, that. So when you heard that, how did you take that? I mean, I didn't take it. I just was, you know, I just right. was like. Okay, this is how. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. No, this, I mean, because I mean. Let's talk yeah, about. Yeah, break, I didn't take it a certain way. Go let's ahead. talk about break bread, right? Mm-hmm. Me and you have gone through things in life and have and have had conversations that I probably wouldn't have with anybody else. True. Okay. You know things that have happened or I have done or I've shared things with you that I would not share with other friends, right? Facts. That's breaking bread. Okay? Okay. Okay. Breaking and Joe Obviously, nobody can deny it. Joe is very open, transparent, and mm -hmm. puts it all out there, right? And when he said, me and Ma have never broke bread, I took that as Ma, because he also said another thing. He said, when Ma first came around, yeah. I didn't even He's like, know. I didn't know where he lived at. I yeah. didn't even know where he lived at. I didn't even yeah. know if Ma even lived in New York, actually, right? right? And when I'm hearing this, I'm like, yo, that says a lot. It yeah. sounds like to me that Joe has been the open friend, the uh, let you in on my deepest doctrines, mm -hmm. you've been there, you know, da, da 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 But you never have quite opened to me in that way. Right. And I feel like in groups of friends, there are going to be relationships in the group. In the friendship, right. So let's take our circle, for instance. Sun and Waves have a relation a relationship outside of the group the the facts you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying me and you have a relationship outside of the the group mm -hmm. you and little's you and little's i'm sure talk about stuff or have talked about things that little has never talked to me about okay yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i'm saying and and that's not it. i'm not saying that to say that's an issue i'm just saying no no mm -hmm. within the group y'all right. have a different dynamic of a relationship you know what i'm saying right. mm -hmm. and that's Fine, right? Mm -hmm. Me and Scott. Me and Scott have talked about things or have conversations about things that I haven't talked to you about. You know what right. I'm saying? And that's fine. That's that it's just the relationship is different. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. no, not fine. We're gonna talk about that after the show. That's what you know that. <laughs> no, no, but for instance, for instance. No, I'm joking. Go ahead. No, but I, but but I want to give an example. So let's say um there was a show. I'm, I'm, this is a small example. But I'm using this example. There was a show that um, I had told him about. Uh, as a matter of fact, I heard it from Joe's podcast. It was uh, I got to think of the name. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, Kill all the brutes. Okay. Right. It's about basically the 
whole um, white supremacy. I'm gonna put it like that. It's about white mm-hmm. supremacy. And I might have told you about it, but me and Scott had a yeah, conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're not gonna have that conversation. I mean, you no, will have not. it, but <laughs> yeah, it ain't it ain't gonna yeah. go as deep as the conversation right. will go I with agree. Scott. Mm-hmm. Whereas. It's it's something you might reach out to me and talk to me about that you probably won't talk because you know Scott right, don't give uh-huh. two shits about or, or right. probably won't even know who you talking about. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And it's some stuff that you would talk to Littles about that I'll right. be like, Nigga, I don't know who Little Dirk is. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm using that as a, as a small example of how relationships. And so when Joe said, you know, me and Ma never broke bread, I'm like, yo, this dude live with you. Right, y'all live together. That's crazy. Okay, and you don't even know if he where he lived there when he came back. Yeah, that was crazy. That that's but that's but to me that says a lot. That says Joe. It's one sided. Yes, and and mm-hmm. and not that doesn't mean that they're not friends. It's just that Joe's uh, Joe's energy towards Maul mm-hmm. in the friendship. Maul doesn't have that same energy towards him. Right. There's probably some, another friend that Maul has that he confides. That he goes to, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not Joe, right? And that's fine. True. But that's that's said a lot because that means, from Joe's perspective, this is put, and he's Joe said it actually. He said, "Y'all are my friends. I'm I'm hurt that y'all put me in a position where I had to go on y'all." Right. Which it shouldn't come to that. It shouldn't come to that. And I've been in that position. And I think that's why I sort of like, I, I, in a way, it was sort of like victory for me. Because <laughs> there's been times where I won. No, ain't been. There's still, there's still things in me that I want to go to certain people and go in on them. But I right. would never do it. Yeah. I would never do it. And one of the big reasons I would never do it is because one, I'm old now and it's, it, I don't even care to bring the relationship back to what it was. Right. But another part is I know they're not going to be able to handle it. You know what exactly. I'm saying? That's I don't, the main part. I don't scream on people because I know they're not going to be able to handle it. Right. Even though the motherfuckers will scream on me. Exactly. <laughs> They'll yeah. scream on me, but I'm not going to scream on them because I know they can't handle it. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of there's a lot of faces that come to mind when I say that. But, it, you know, it is what it is. And these are people when I sit back and I look at it, I'm, I'm sort of like Joe. I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, if I really, really look at the relationship, I was the one always the one giving yeah. and doing. Yeah. And they don't really give that in return. And I think when we when people talk about friends, because we see it all the time on social media and on TV, people talk about friendships. People, I think more people need to sit back and really assess what do I really bring to this relationship? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people really don't bring shit to a relationship. Right. <laughs> You're right. Just showing up because I'm having a cookout is not bringing something to the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I've even said in in our settings before, in our group settings, I, it's some of the some of the friends in the group there's still a lot of shit I don't know about them. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we've been friends for over 10 years, 15 right. years, 20, you know, whatever the case may be. And I still don't really know them because they right. we've never broken bread. That's true. That is, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't think about that. 
Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, yo, that is a lot of relationships. It's a yeah. lot of one-sided relationship. And it doesn't mean that y'all are not friends. It's just that there's a lot of situations where one side is given a lot more than the other. Mm. And I, I've, I say all the time, and I said it even with our show. I've said it in past bands I've been with, past groups I've been in. I feel like when you're in a, a group situation and you're trying to accomplish something together or do business together, mm-hmm. it's only two ways you can prove to me that you all about it. Okay. Time and effort or money. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Your, the time and effort that you put into this project or the money you put forth to this project lets yeah. me know who really about you, it. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, me, I do the ultimate. If you want to know I'm serious about something, watch how I work with my money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If if I'm throwing my money out there, if I'm willing to put my money out there, that's me saying I'm down. Let's rock. True. If you, I'm telling you, anybody listening, if you're in a devil with me and it's time to put some money up and I'm slow on putting the money up, I ain't, ain't all the way it. with you. <laughs> that's, that's, that is true. That's me. That's yeah. me. Now, other people, you know, it, it don't have to, that's me. It don't have to be about money. But I'm looking at other people. You Okay, maybe you don't have the money. But what's mm. your effort level? Right. What's the effort? Yeah. If you're not, yeah. if you're not, if you slow with the money and your effort is slow, then you you ain't really there. You yeah. ain't really with it. That makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but I guess, I guess, in closing, to to wrap it all up, um, friends, friends, and business is a it's it's a touchy thing. It's a touchy thing. It's hard. Yeah, and but I I will say this, and and I guess this is the the major thing that I have with it. We got to be careful ending friendships over business. Oh, absolutely. Because just because the business doesn't work absolutely. out, absolutely, doesn't mean the friendship has that to we end. can't be friends. Mm-hmm. You know, just some things just don't work. But mm-hmm. don't look at it as I can't be your friend no more because. Mm-hmm. This this ain't working, you know what I'm saying? Like the friendship should should, should uh, surpass all of that, mm-hmm. and maybe y'all need to go ahead and stop doing business to sever the friendship. Absolutely, but Greg, that's no different than just because a relationship with you and a woman in right, we can't be mean, friends. You can't be friends, or just because just true. she turned down your your proposal don't mean that y'all can't continue to date. Right. But people aren't wired like that. It takes a special... Yes. Emotions and feelings are crazy, man. Mm -hmm. And if you can't separate from that, it's going to be hard for you. It's going to be hard for you to still be friends with somebody when the business don't work. You're right. And you said something that was so true. No, you got to know who you're going into business with. And I'm saying... In order for me to know who I'm going to, in the business with as my friend, you got to break bread with me. Yeah. I need to know who you who are. Who you are. Yeah. And if you only giving me uh, 1% of who you are, or you tell me one thing, but you feel another, or you right. tell me one thing and you do another, 
you're giving me an issue. Yeah. yeah, you're give you're not giving me you. Right. And and it's going it's not going to work. And then by the time I learn you, it's 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 too late. Now it's we too fucked late. up. We fucked up. We yeah. fucked up. So I say all that to say, um, because I can go on and on, but I think this was good. I say all that to say, I hope that they are able to work out a friendship at some point, at somewhere along the line. But I just like at the, least friendship. I like the <laughs> new. I like the new show better anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, some things just don't work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he tried it, you know, and and or Greg, some sometimes things run its course. Run its course. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Some some things just run their course. You know what I'm saying? But the show must go on. But the show <laughs> must go on. I mean, we see Jay-Z and all his friends. They managed to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like in order to do it, you can't have a grudge or feel jealous of the person who's leading. That's right. Yeah. This is true. You know what I'm saying? And in order for you not to have that disdain, you got to be honest with that person, and you have to be, the biggest thing, honest with yourself. Right. If definitely be honest with yourself, and, un, and, 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 and be careful of the labels. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, don't, don't look at it as somebody as a leader. Just look at that as that's, this, this thing that they're doing is what they're qualified to do. Yes. Step up what you're qualified to do. Whatever you're qualified to do, step up on your end. You know what but, I'm saying? Like bring when, bring but, something to the table. But if bring, you don't, like you said, if you don't qualify for anything, then what you do? Then you start questioning yourself. No, <laughs> you, you put you put your money up. Money in. Okay, yeah, there you go. Put but like you said, bring. But you got to bring something to the table instead of looking at somebody like, oh, he the leader. He uh he ain't the leader. That's just what he good at. If you ever working with me, let me tell you something. You ain't got to do shit if you putting your money up. Yeah. <laughs> I do everything. <laughs> if you helping me pay for it, I will do everything. But you can't not help me pay for it and don't do shit. Then it's like, what are you here for? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What, what are you, you here, here for? for? What are you here for? You know? I'm one of those people that, yes, I will go above and beyond, and I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to complain when I feel like you're not giving uh, the same uh, effort in some way, shape, uh, or form. Especially if you start complaining. <laughs> so, we good? Oh uh, yeah, I think I think we touched on it. <laughs> I think we touched on it. It's the Separate the Two Podcast. I'm your boy, OK Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny, with my co-host, the you and you stepchild G motherfucking deck, and bitch, I look better than Rick James. Man, there's so much more I could say, but we don't do no overtime. Hey, that's all right. We'll be back. We'll be back. We don't we'll do back. no overtime. We are out of here. Out of here. Too much saying raw stain. I ain't a bitch, but I gotta divorce them. Hope had to get the shallow shit up off him. And I ain't even one to be famous. Niggas is brainless to unnecessarily go through these changes. And I don't even know how I came to this except that famous. The worst drug known to man is stronger than. Heroin, when you could look in the mirror like, there I am, and still not see what you become. I know I'm guilty of it too, but not like them. You lost one, one, let go to get one, lose some of the wind. You lost one, sorry, I'm a champion, sorry, I'm a champion.
last line. I don't think it's meant to be. For she loves her work more than she does me. And honestly, at 23.